This is Kelly. This is Jen. This is Heather. And you're listening to Whiskey Cats. Yay! <laughs> In this episode of Whiskey Cats, we taste a 15-year-old Delwini scotch and discuss shipping alcohol and Vegemite. Enjoy! Okay, so today we're drinking the Dalwini Highland Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. We're getting into 15. Scotch, another Scotch. We are. So I have again come back from Boston <laughs> <laughs> with a lot with alcohol. So we um, go to Boston a lot. Well, it's almost like I'm from there. Um, we were there for a wedding, actually, and there was a lot of Scotch at this wedding, and there at the after party. There was a whole second suite of scotches. Oh my gosh. And Alex had this Dalwini 15 and fell in love with it and promptly, as soon as we got home, went out and got a bottle. Wow. Is he a scotch person? He is not a scotch person. He does not mm. like the peat. He's really a bourbon guy. Maybe a rye occasionally. Um, but he has really been turned off by scotch. But this was very accessible to him. And he was like, I think we should have this in the house. And I think that you guys should try it. And so he has lent us the bottle and only asked that it come home with some still in it. <laughs> so you were at a wedding. Yes. There wasn't a lot of beer, which is what you usually like to drink, and there was some Dalwini. Yes. And then what happened? Yeah. So there was a lot of scotch, so I thought I'd uh, give it all a try. And the one I settled on was um, the Dalwini, because actually they had Ardbeg there. And I took a whiff of that and remembered it when they were talked about in the previous episodes, like, this is way too damp smoky. Mm-hmm. So I had the Dolwini, which I have in my hand here, so I'm going to take a little sip. It has an ice cube in it. And I think it's reaching perfect equilibrium where I need to remove it in a little bit here because there's seriously, I didn't even notice this flavor before, but it's, I don't know if it's like coffee or toffee or caramelly kind of mm-hmm. taste or something like that that I've never noticed before. But so it's a little harsh uh, right when I... Right when I drink it, it like has a little burn in there, which is kind of, it's, I think, part of the reason why I put the ice cube in there. But I do agree that after a while, it kind of waters it down a little bit. You don't get as good of a flavor. So but you want to pull the ice cube out. You want it cold, but not watery. Might leave it in for just a little longer. The flavor's still doing pretty good here. But uh, I liked it because there is a little bit of smoke because the big reason I purchased it after we got back was, A, I thought it was delicious, but B... I really wanted to see if I actually remembered how it tasted because I ended up drinking it whilst drunk a lot. <laughs> and sometimes I would start drinking it after having a lot of, you know, random beers like Amstel Light and stuff like that. So I want to see, like, how much was I drunk and loving it and how much was I actually loving it? And so what do you think? And I am actually loving it in the real world right now. It's very tasty. The smoke is very delicate. So it adds a very nice um, undertone flavor, but it's not overpowering. You can actually taste... Um, other flavors like this caramel taste I'm getting right now, for example. So it is my first scotch that I've ever purchased on purpose and the first one I've ever loved. So Dalwini is Gaelic for meeting place. Oh. And it's specifically a meeting place of sheep herders, which I really love. So it has already <laughs> endeared itself to me. Oh, my gosh. Um, and Dalwini is the highest of the Highland distilleries. So it's way up. Mm. Um it has an official weather station at it, which I also wow. love. Like, this Whoa. distillery is kind of like that my dream cool. place. 
And it's recorded um, the lowest average temperatures in Great Britain. So it's a very cold place, which they say, you know, we just sort of talked about this in our last episode about how temperature really affects how things age. And um, so it's interesting. And they draw the water from a lake called Lokan Andor Yuen, (laughs) 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 which I wish... Someone Scottish would pronounce for me. But anyway, it's... it's, it's a very valiant. Yeah. <laughs> like, I also can't tell if that's a U or an L when I wrote it down. I think it's a U. And it's it's a 2,000 foot high lake of fresh water that just sits up... Oh, wow. ...in the mountain, big glacial lake. Um, and so uh, they draw from this beautifully cold, fresh wow. lake for the water. And um, they have a pretty traditional way of making the whiskey they only have two copper stills um and so they don't have a huge production but they try to keep as much traditional as they can so when i was i I do have to say i know isla isla and um the highlands are kind of complete geographic opposites but i have to say the water on isla was phenomenal Mm -hmm. and i could not get enough of it it was so delicious and Mm -hmm. i just wanted to like like, why can't water everywhere taste like that? Yeah, it <laughs> sounds so like it's good. like a Scottish thing. Like, everywhere that I was reading about this, they're like, oh my god, the water is amazing, da 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 So, let's try it. Yeah. I also great. like that they're, um, the style that they, they describe that it is, is a resilient marriage of gentleness and spirit. So, the, wow. the bottle is um, very, sorry, <laughs> it's very traditional looking. <laughs> it is. Uh, and it, I feel like it has a nice color, too. It's got the it's got the sort of orangey mm-hmm. tinge, almost a peachy. Mm-hmm. It is a little yeah. peachy, and I love this this little piece right here. The gentle spirit. The gentle spirit. Yep, it's lovely. All right, let's try it from afar. It's definitely not peaty. Right, I haven't tasted it, so I have no. I didn't have it at this party. Alex just kept coming back with glasses full, and I was like, I'll just wait. <laughs> It has a nice, very mellow nose to it. Very mellow nose. Like, I gotta stick my nose right in the glass. Mm -hmm. Cheers. You can almost tell it's a scotch when you really stick your honker in there. Oh. That is kind of lovely. Yeah. Oh. It's, like, there is peat in there, but it's very subtle. Yeah. And there's some sweet. I get, like, if there's, like, a honey. Yeah. A lot of honey flavors. I I like like this went in my mouth and then just like bathed my tongue yeah. like it was sort of strange <laughs> it was a very strange physical experience i just had <laughs> okay this is the other thing that alex found that i have to play for you guys it's brian cox the actor pronouncing basically every scotch except for the dalwini which is disappointing but here's that he's not pronouncing your locks i know lakanandwar <laughs> yuan it's totally what it is. Okay, here's one. Knock and do. Oh, that's hot. Sultry. <laughs> Let's see. We recently had. Oh, here's a classic. This is probably you can go for a little knock and do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could. Oddbeck. That's a good one. Okay, one more, which is the one that we had in a prior episode that none of us could say, <laughs> or Kelly could say. <laughs> Heather and I could not. Brochladi. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't pronounce it like that. Right at the back of the throat. Yeah. We'll put this link up so that you can also listen to Brian Cox say hot words to you. Wow, what is this one? Okay, one more. Bunahaben. Bunahaben. Mm-hmm. That's on Isla. Whew. 
Okay. So that Alex <laughs> liked this with ice. He did. So we usually drink it with water, but why don't we get a little? Because I've got some little cubes. Perfect. So we can... I really like this. I mean, it's it's complicated. You know, there's like the peat and the honey, and there's like <laughs> it is complicated. Heather's <laughs> <laughs> so getting us ice in the kitchen. Okay, we're adding some ice. Push it about. You know, it brings out the peat. Yeah, it does. I could probably do without it, to be honest. I wonder if he had it both ways. Because if he mm-hmm. only had it on the rocks, then like, I still could see this being like, oh, compared to scotches, it's still right. a very kind of accessible mm-hmm. scotch. But having had it straight first, I think I would drink it straight. Yeah, I, think I would too. I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna let it chill a little bit and see. But I, I agree. I think neat might have been. Also, these are tiny ice cubes, so they're melting really fast. Mm-hmm. So they're getting that water in there. Yeah, pretty super quickly. fast. I, I yeah, am surprised. I, like I, I am surprised by it. It's you know, you, with the ice or the water, you can definitely taste the peat. But I mean, it's not overwhelming. It's not. It's not coating my tongue where I can't taste anything else anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm not worried that I'm going to wake up in the morning and only smell this. Right. Like the hard bag. <laughs> I felt like I lived in a cloud of it for a day. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, we kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> like lock up on a penthouse room with yeah, yeah all that's those true. nerdy space nerds. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it is very accessible. I I enjoy it. I enjoy it. For a scotch to have in the house that I might actually go to and drink, you know? Yeah, I could see this. I mean, you know, would really drink this anytime, but this seems like a fireplace, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I guess all scotches are kind of like that, but a yeah. scotch that I would actually drink, <laughs> I would drink this next to a I was like, I would, I would switch this into my Deadwood watching rotation. Yeah, you know? totally, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to look up the weather station. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I what, like were it. Were there tasting notes? Because, you know... There are on the box, which I took a photo of. Hold on. I had to. Um, I, I, I uh, gulped down the water-ridden scotch, so I'm going to pour myself a little more. I pulled my ice cube up. Okay, so. I did, but it was too late. We'll lean in. So, tasting notes on the box. Um, I love heartwarming, yet also mellow and honeyed. Oh. <laughs> its combination of delicacy and depth sets it apart. It's true. It is both delicate and deep. So I think that's actually true. Yeah, yeah no, I, good I, description. I think yeah. so. So it says uh, smooth tasting Dalwini yields flavors of creamy vanilla and a heather honey sweetness, finishing in a smoky highland glow of surprising intensity. They are pretty good with the words. I wouldn't maybe say intensity, a surprising intensity, mm-hmm. maybe like a hint of. Well, I like glow. Peach. I think it's a surprising intensity for how mellow it is mm. up front. Okay. Because mm. really, it does have a bit of a. Uh, intensity? <laughs> but it does, it does kind of give you a little bit of a jolt at the back, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like I'm an English major or anything. What do you want from me? It's not like you'd write for a magazine. <laughs> um, I, I think that accurately. Yeah. Pretty accurately. Although I will say, it. I don't exactly know what heathered honey would taste like, even though it is my namesake. I know, what, I mean, heather is a, you know, it's a bush in Scotland. It's, you know, has pretty purple flowers on it, but I have no idea what that tastes like. It's on the wheel. Let's see where it falls. I remember noticing it once. Not baked. 
Well, it's got to be more of a plant. I mean, it's mm, a yeah. or perfumey. No, maybe. maybe. Or I wonder if heathered because heathered fabric is like softened. So I wonder if they mean well, heathered soft fabric is a pattern. Yeah, it's like the like cross. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> you cannot see what we're doing with our hands, but it signals heathered. <laughs> but but like I but so like slightly obscure in my mind it works like sort of obscured, toned down. I don't know. It, in my brain, it works in a way that I can't express. Forget it. I don't see it on here. Hmm. I thought Interesting. it was. Interesting. You know, like, roughed up and softened in that kind of way. I mean, I think it's roughed up and softened because of the way that that pattern is made. But I wonder, because, I mean, I'm sure they're talking... I think what they mean is that it's kind of a botanical honey-ish. You know, like, honey can have that sort of botanical flavor Mm -hmm. to it. Right. I I would guess that's what they mean, and Heather is sort of the shortcut fancy way of saying that. Here's a plant that's in Scotland that is in our scotch. (laughs) It grows around us in abundance. <laughs> you may have a cardigan that is made of this. <laughs> um, is there anything else about the distillery that you can share? No, that's about uh, all that I have about it. It is up high. It has a weather station. And it's 15 years? It's 15 years. They are very old-fashioned in their ways. Like and sheep they're, And they're like sheep herders. And I want to go to there. Well, Sounds cheers, really nice. Dalwini. Yeah. This is great. Um, and how much was this bottle? I think it was about seventy bucks. Yeah. It is so not it's not a not a cheap. Well, well I mean, like but you know what? It's worth fine. the yeah. price. I mean, totally worth the price, especially <clears throat> with scotch. It's not like you're going to be sitting around drinking lots of it or like mm-hmm. mixing it with shit. It's like you're going to pour a glass and drink that, you know, once every few weeks or so. So it seems like kind of a good, yeah, you know, bang for your buck. I would think. I agree. Um, oh, it also looks like they are owned by Diageo. Um, there's also a little thing on the back that looks like a official stamp or signal or something. It says Classic Malts of Scotland. And there's... It lists like a bunch yeah. of them, right? No, it's just this, oh. little, this little like... Oh, because... Oh, yeah. So on the box, I have because I have the... I took a photo of the box before I left. It says the other... Cl- so at Dalwini is a remote highland destination on a journey around Scotland's six malt whiskey making regions. Mm-hmm. So each region has a... Um, I guess like a flagship and Malt. they get that stamp. And so um, I really should have Brian Cox read these for me, but they are <laughs> the Glen Kenichi Lowland, the Craganmore Speyside, the Talisker, which is Sky, which is delicious. The Oban, which is West Highland and Lagavulin is Isla. So they have this little list of, so, so those are the six, well, those are the five. And then, Dalwini is the Highland malt. So those are like the flagship malts, I guess. So That's interesting. Is, so yes. they, they call the malts by these distillers' yeah. names? Like or is their the, distillery word They're like the, the representative, yeah. Oh, I guess they're like the, what is the word I'm looking for? You know, the representative malt of that region is distilled, you know, by those guys. I'm oh. sorry. Well, so I was looking, so what the stamp actually is, it's a, so it describes it, it says, I'm probably going to mispronounce this. The Quach device are trademarks. Well, the, the classic malts of Dalwini and the Quach device are trademarks. So it's like, I, I didn't know what this was. I mean, it looks like a weird, like, flat anvil or something. So I looked it up. It's a shallow, two-handed drinking cup or bowl in Scotland. It derives from the Scottish Gaelic. I'm not going to pronounce that. But <laughs> So it's 
Q U A I C H. And so that's what's in yeah, the stamp. That yeah. little thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cute. We'll, we'll put this online so you all can see it. Yeah. Little two handed bowl. That's like adorable. Yeah. I wonder should if it, I should do that at your wedding. <laughs> Drink some scotch out of a two handed bowl. Where is my pen? <laughs> <laughs> then, you, then you can jump over a whatever. <laughs> two handed bowl of scotch. To seal your love. Mom, we're married. We're drinking now. (laughs) Do we have any whiskey news? Yeah, I've got a couple of things about uh, whiskey news. Um... This one one thing um, The Hill reported, um, which makes total sense because why aren't we doing this? Um, but as I'm sure everyone knows, currently you cannot ship booze through the United States Postal Service. I'm sure if you've ever tried to or maybe you have and just not told them. Which is really straight up anti-American, I think. <laughs> yeah, very but... much so. Um, you have to like go to US, um, UPS or FedEx or any other... Like DHL, is DHL still around? I don't even know. It is. I think so. Um, when things come from Europe, I have to always uh-huh. sign for them, and it's a pain in the ass. DHL, um, they they're allowed to ship your booze, and basically this is a throwback to prohibition, um, which basically forbid, you know, the trafficking or shipment of of alcohol. Um, so it's just this old law on the books that we still have, and it only pertains to. Uh, the U.S. government. So a bill was current was introduced into the House of Representatives to basically repeal it and so to make it so we can actually ship booze through USPS. Which would what a better be- way to save the postal service? Exactly. So it's- shipping booze to and fro, yep. <laughs> coast to coast. Yep. Is this like a state line thing, or is it a so, just using federal whatever's? No, it's basically again, it's just from Prohibition era era that was. You can't use the federal government to ship booze. booze. Yeah. <clears throat> right. And it's called the USPS Shipping Equity Act. Um, and basically the reason for it they gave was, you know, the USPS is at a competitive disadvantage because, you know, FedEx and UPS, you can do this and they currently are not allowed to by law. Um, and this particular bill would allow shipping from licensed producers and retailers directly to consumers um, and then the money thing is it would could provide an additional fifty million dollars to USPS per year. Wow. Nice. So I mean it's how no do you calculate how I mean I guess you do it by how much is being shipped through FedEx. Right. Which how do you even do that? People aren't always claiming what's in their boxes. That's gotta be kind of a wild guess. I mean, I'm sure they it would make them money, but I yeah. wonder how they would figure it out. They probably there are states where you can do it and then they probably extrapolate to other Exactly. And they and like a large concentration in Kentucky and California <laughs> of people shipping well, but they're booze. they're all doing it right. through private companies, you know. So it's like, how do you... But you declare it there, like... Mm-hmm. Well, no, sure. <laughs> no, of course you don't all... I'm sure they know that and they like, they probably yeah. have an estimate of like how many they've caught illegally and then they extrapolate from there. Okay, it probably is this percent. I can see how they did that math. It could be totally wrong, but I can see how they would... I could come up with a way to guess. How many they've caught illegally? Like how many like, like, how many times they've they've discovered that you said you didn't say, say you were shipping, shipping scotch but you did ship sc- ship scotch through USPS or through yeah. or even through FedEx or UPS right and they and didn't then, claim it they didn't claim it 
How do you get caught shipping? <laughs> oh, it's happened to people I know. Yeah. The bottles, like something broke and then mm. um, booze leaked everywhere <laughs> and or like, or something went through customs or something, you know, something got ripped open or whatever. Um, yeah. I've had friends who have shipped stuff and it got broken and then they got in wicked trouble for, Ugh. for shipping booze. Yeah, I don't know the penalties for it, but I'm sure it's not... It's not good. It's not good. I mean, already they ask you, like, basically, if you're boarding an airplane questionnaire when you ship with USPS, but... So, the only thing about this this bill currently, even though it makes a lot of sense, um, it is Congress. So, who knows if this is, will actually go anywhere, even though it would make a whole bunch of sense. Um the bill itself was introduced at the end of July, and it hasn't really gone anywhere. It was reported to the House Judiciary Committee, and that's currently where it's sitting. In other governmental news, but not our government, <laughs> um, in the Australia government is, you might have seen this news, it was kind of all over for a little while. The Australian government, as reported by NPR, is currently very concerned over the use of Vegemite to distill and create moonshine. Ew. Wow. Yeah. Okay, we're going to have to back it up a little bit. And it's like, we all know about Vegemite, but like, what is it exactly? So Vegemite is... um, Too bad James isn't here. I know. He's he's British, but... (laughs) But I think they have. They they like it too. It's it's basically a spread um, that is made from brewer's yeast... And that you put it on, like, sandwiches or whatever you would normally put, say, peanut butter on, I guess. You put yeast on it? It's But it's it's a spread made from brewer's yeast. I mean, what would be... It's like, it's like a thick... That's sort of equivalent that... No, I, no... I can't. I cannot. It's just, it's just Vegemite. It's just... I can't. And well-known outside the colonies to be fucking vile. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So... Have you ever had this? I think I have like a really long time ago. It's like really salty, um, like greeny, right? And yeah, I feel it's like salty I've like and seen greeny. It, but I've never, I don't know if I've ever tried it. Um, it sounds disgusting. But so, but I might like. I'm just maybe infusing my memories of this. I'm not quite sure. Um, but yeah, it's very much beloved where it is sold, and people love it. Versus, you know, like we're a peanut butter country. People love peanut butter here, but everywhere else, everyone's like fuck is peanut butter get it out get it out of here Mm -hmm. but basically what's happening is people are buying vegemite in bulk in rural indigenous communities where alcohol is banned so they can produce moonshine and it's like because it is made with brewer's yeast it's like the perfect catalyst to make moonshine because the yeast is already there do you need an additional grain or is that all you need they didn't say in the article, it was just mostly about how they're concerned that <clears throat> this is happening and people are basically clearing out stores, purchasing Vegemite to, to, for the purpose of um, making moonshine. And there's okay. a huge like alcohol problem in indigenous communities in Australia. Right. right. So yeah. there's also like a lot of, um, you know, I don't think we can, or at least I definitely cannot proclaim to know the intricacies between um, the Australian government and indigenous communities. Cause I'm sure there's like, a lot of um, racism and like backstory and history and contention there, um, especially if alcohol is banned in these communities. It kind of sounds a lot like our um, Native American reservations mm-hmm. and alcoholism, etc. Colonialism, 
lots of fun things that we don't have to talk about. Um, so it's not it's so it's 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 the proliferation of easy access to alcohol and not necessarily something that is uh, specifically about the Vegemite that would be like unhealthy. I mean, right, you know, right, unhealthy correct. in a different manner, right. like correct. poisonous. Or, right, right, right. right. Yeah. So basically, I, I like the best way I can just describe it is. Um, you know, like people clearing out Sudafed to make meth. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, even though like if you take enough Sudafed, you could probably kill yourself. I don't think if you eat a jar of Vegemite, you're gonna die. When <laughs> <laughs> <But> it's disgusting. <laughs> <Gross. laughs> <laughs> <Just gross. laughs> yeah. Well, that is. So you need a jar that is of really, really interesting. I mean, I don't yeah. know that I. I'm not, I'm not sure that I knew what it was, so like I don't think that I I wouldn't have guessed that it was beer, brewer's yeast, and that's why you would. Mm-hmm. But that's sort of it's fascinating and also like kind of ingenious a little bit, right? Exactly. Like you're gonna use anything at your disposal if you don't have access to legal for legal alcohol. So you're going to create it illegally yeah. if I mean, you that, want that, it. There's part of that that's like fascinating about the whole idea of moonshine that mm-hmm. it's like. That it's just, it's something, it's like a, it's like your own little science experiment that you hope won't blind you, but you're going to do it anyway because you really want that alcohol. Like, it's it's fascinating. Yeah, and, yeah. and the fact that so many people have figured out how to do it and figured out ingenious ways to do it, I mean, it's probably, you know, terrible for, uh, for other reasons, right. but just that aspect of it, I think, is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, they said, basically, that people are um, fermenting it in bathtubs and how they normally drink it is mixed with orange juice. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Any moonshine you'd mix with orange juice. But I guess if it's Vegemite in the first place, what the fuck? I mean, is it actually like, is it moonshine or like, I guess that's a dumb question. Or, you know, is it, it's a whole other type of alcohol. Yeah, it's, I I don't, (laughs) I mean, it's green, you know, great, grain out. Yeah. Well, it's not even green alcohol. It's a whole other type of. (laughs) Mite alcohol. Veg alcohol. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, but I guess it's doing the same thing, right? You're just using it to. As the ferment and right, yeah. yeah. So, but it you is. know, I mean, but you make like, you know, vod- there's vodka, right? Which is, you know, you sometimes source it differently. But you can make like you can make both bourbon and vodka from corn. I don't know. I wouldn't. I need. I need like a recipe tree. Right. It can't just be straight up. It can't just, it's be, just be yeast. yeast. Right. It's got to be. So they must be mixing and... it with something. But I'm I wonder if the Vegemite actually. You know, that's what I mean. I wonder if it has something that's slightly in it that. Because that, that's that would just like ferment itself, it, yeah. Yeah, like how it becomes a spread, you know? Like how does does the yeast uh-huh. just thicken up on its own? <laughs> it's Ugh. so some of the key ingredients of Vegemite are malt extract derived from barley and yeast extract extract from yeast grown on barley and wheat. That doesn't make any sense. Hold on, <laughs> it's Australian. <laughs> Get it together, Australia. Well, but it's but it's so it's got malt and. Right, and like, so that's when you when you say it like that, it's almost surprising that people have just. I mean, people must have been doing this for a long time, but it it has just right. caught on. Yeah, I mean, I, from the way that the article read, it was a little bit of um, is this a huge problem? This seems to be a little bit prolific in these indigenous communities, mm-hmm. and then the other side, it was like it's an isolated incident in only very small amounts of communities. Mm-hmm. So it's. Um, there was a little bit of like media hysteria of like, no, the government is not going to start, you know, regulating how much Vegemite you can buy. Um, and if it started showing up in like U.S. news, then right, you know, we decided it was a news story because we'd never heard of it before. But right, because they're you know a, because yeah. again you know distilling alcohol from Vegemite. What? 
Yeah, well, that's what we said. Yeah. <laughs> fascinating. That's really yeah. fascinating. Mold yeah. extract from barley, mineral salt, yeast extract, vegetable extract. Yeah, so it's all that. It's the malt yeah. extract from Yeah, it barley. sounds like what yeah. you make beer out of. Yep. <laughs> so it's um, some type of alcohol that you need orange juice to mix with it to Ooh. get it down. Awesome. <laughs> More Delwini, anyone? Yeah. <laughs> recently refilled my glass for the <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, so that yeah that's all my that's all my whiskey news Heather where can people find us online they can find us on twitter at whiskey underscore cats they can also find us at instagram at the same name whiskey underscore cats they can email us at whiskey podcast whiskey cats <laughs> They can email us they can, they can email us at whiskey cats podcast at gmail.com that's where you can find us in there. And if you have a great story to tell us or a whiskey memory or you want to ask us a question, you can call us on the whiskey hotline 202-760-2009. Until then, please um, subscribe and download us on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. And while you're there, if you can, please give us a review. It helps other whiskey enthusiasts like you uh, find us and help us find uh, other whiskey enthusiasts like you. Thanks for listening. Honey, baby, won't you cuddle near? Let sweet mama whisper in your ear. I'm wild about that thing. It makes me laugh.